0: So why is Piers Morgan so obsessed with our good sis Meghan
1: Markle? Honestly, I think that's the question that's on everyone's mind. I'm not gonna lie, it seems like I don't know. I feel like he's got a personal vendetta against her. This mm-hmm. just seems super personal to me. Again, this is just my opinion. But um, <laughs> before I get done, done for. But I think I think the way he's coming at her and the fact that he's come for her so consistently over the past five six years. I, I, I definitely think this is something personal because I, I can't imagine attacking someone consistently for for that amount of years and and using your platform to do so.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Because even, um, I say the other day, like maybe like two weeks ago or whatever, like there was videos that came out on Twitter and it's of like past interviews of Piers Morgan, right? And he's um been, and he's like talking about Meghan Markle or whatnot and like you can see how happy he used to talk about megan this was like from a good couple of years ago he was just like oh i'm a major fan of suits i watched her on there i followed her on twitter um when she was in town i made sure i arranged to see her and he was like she was wearing heels or something like that and ordered a cocktail and i thought that's my type of girl da, 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 da. so it's all talking really highly mm. of her and this is in like one video and then in another video um he was interviewed by somebody else and um he was just like, oh yeah, the last time I ever saw Meghan Markle was at, might have been at a, an event or a party and he sent her in a cab. And then, <laughs> like, the like where the cab was going to was apparently the party where he met, where she met, sorry, um, Prince Harry or whatever. Prince
1: Harry.
0: And then, <laughs> and then in, the, in the interview, he was like, he was all joking and laughing, saying, oh, this is why it hurts. but He was like, oh, I'm joking or whatever. But what, what the worst part is, yeah, he literally, I think, only met her like less than three times and he was just obsessed with her. Like, it's actually really, really weird. And what's weirder is the fact that, well, not to say it's weird, but it's just like, how does his wife cope with this? Like, how do you actually wake up in the morning next to a man that is berating (laughs) a pregnant woman? (laughs) Or that has been berating, sorry, the same woman for the last couple of years? Like, are you not embarrassed? Like, I'm suffering secondhand embarrassment For like from the wife, this might even be third-hand embarrassment at this point because it's just like, why is your (laughs) husband? Why is your husband this? He's so overzealous when it comes to Megan. Like he's just so devoted to this Mm. girl, and he's just so obsessed with her. It's to the point where it's actually quite scary. As in, you met her like less than three times, and like of the times that you met her, it was all it was all calm. You were her fan, but now because like oh she's, um, she's cut you off or whatever. Now has problems or whatever, and even like with the um. The whole thing on Good Morning Britain the other day with Alex Beres- Beresford mm-hmm. and Piers walked off or whatever. Alex wasn't even getting onto him too tough. All Alex was saying is mm-hmm. just like, oh yeah, you used to like her, and then she cut you off, which she had very like she was entitled to do so. And now you're mad mm-hmm. and you- and like you've made it your mission to literally assassinate her character, like every day mm-hmm. for the last couple of years, and you're not bored of it. And then Piers just walked off. But I just thought, how it's just weird. Like a grown man is like this. I just think. Considering he's doing this on such a big, big platform, ITV, primetime TV, and obviously he's got mm. a son as well. I was thinking what message is this now sending to your child that it's alright to keep berating a woman every single day. Like I'm not saying that it's For not real. not just not to say that it's not okay to berate a man every single day. It's not okay to do it anyway. But from when you're constantly kind of speaking about someone to the point where it looks like you're now obsessed and you're just you're just assassinating their character, like just ripping them apart, ripping them to shreds like publicly Mm. and not caring and not apologising and rallying other people up to do so. Like, what type of message is that now sending out to the general population and also your child? It's just so embarrassing.
1: No, I definitely agree. I'm pretty sure he's been married since 2010. So even the timeline is not really adding up. I mean, from what I understood or what people have kind of implied, like from this situation, inferred um, rather, from the situation is that she kind of thought it was a networking thing when they met up. And I think he might have, like, taken it the other way. And I think what Alex on Good Morning Britain did that not only made Piers walk off, but kind of, like, opened the nation's eyes. He said it so plainly. And for the first time, there was no, like, Mm dilly-dallying around it. He literally said, she rejected you, basically. Well, she cut you off, and it's okay. She hasn't said anything about you, pretty much nothing Mm -hmm. about you since she's cut you off. But you have, and you've been obsessing over... um, Obsess- obsessing over her for all this time and I think that hit a nerve and I think that hit a nerve mm. and it was just to see the fact that he, could, he couldn't he could even hack it for five minutes despite the fact that he's been given like basically abusing her for the last how many years just show- tells you a lot about his character because I think he got angry and he walked out um, obviously for that reason but I also think it was a strategic move do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It kind of takes yeah. the attention away from Megan. It places their attention on him. Like literally, did you not see the next day? He was just walking out of his yard with the coffee cup. And literally paparazzi were just snap, snap, snapping up everything. They were asking it on his comments about everything. And you know, Piers Morgan, I mean, he was once voted the the, the nate, like I think the most hated man in Britain. Do you know what I mean? And he, he survives off controversy. Yeah. Do you know what I, that's that's how he makes his income? So I, I think it's obviously what Alex said. It definitely like hurt his ego, I think. But I definitely think it's a strategic slash marketing move on his part. Mm. There's people who's gonna who who are gonna give him a platform regardless, sure. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, even though yeah, he's he's
0: left um Good Morning Britain, he's still gonna have a platform, he's still gonna have followers, he's still gonna have fans that are still gonna be agreeing with him saying, Oh, um, everything that Piers Morgan has said about her um isn't even that deep including um not believing her suicide claims always not that deep it's just freedom of speech freedom of speech when it's actually not freedom of speech Mm. well to be fair I say it's not freedom of speech it is because everyone actually does have freedom of speech but there is no freedom from consequences Mm -hmm. at the end of the day if you're going to say something that is like awful expect consequences do you know what I mean so I feel like a lot of the time when it comes to freedom of speech it's only allowed for white people anyone else that isn't white is not allowed to have freedom of speech or if they do have freedom of speech they um i say freedom of speech but you know i mean the quote freedom of speech where they say Mm. stuff that's quite derogatory or extreme then it's problems as it should be however the same rules never apply to somebody white because look at people like katie hopkins do you know what i mean like she was on twitter for years talking Mm -hmm. mad smack about muslims talking about how they um have sex Mm -hmm. with their own mums how they're all weird and how they all have unpronounceable Mm -hmm. names and whatnot and obviously saying things that are far worse but um she was on Twitter for years thriving. Do you know what I'm saying? Even Nigel Farage as well, what he says about immigrants, like he doesn't like Romanians and and, and all this and like all other Eastern Europeans. Despicable it's all fine. Stuff. That's what I'm saying. But it's all fine because it's all freedom of speech. And obviously now with Piers Morgan's that Piers Morgan in the mix, all talking about, yeah, doesn't believe that Meghan felt suicide or saying that she's an opportunist or whatnot, it's all freedom of speech. When really and truly, it's just horrible. Like how can you just be so just ho- like, like why like why are you just so horrible and hurt and bitter like it's just so ugly to see mm. and yeah that's what I've just noticed that it's usually people that are white that actually just get away of just talking this much nonsense without any type of consequences or repercussions
1: uh, you know what I think you've just said it very eloquently I you know I, yeah I, I agree with you like 100% I think just to touch on another aspect of the Piers Morgan interview, when he, um, Dr. Scholar was um, basically holding him accountable. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that really triggered me, and I even tweeted about it was the fact that he said, what a load of race baiting nonsense. And that um yeah. triggered me because it was number one, there's no such thing as a race card, right? Mm-hmm. We need to dispel this myth. And number two, when he said that it was almost like, he's not only dismissing um the allegations of racism but it's not even considering it as an important thing and the whole idea of like oh it's not racist because my in my view as a white cisgendered man um i didn't find it racist at all yeah and i just thought um that's incredibly problematic incredibly problematic and even what he said about the mental health what does that say to all your viewers that you don't care if they're suicidal that People should just kind of like grow up, and they're kind of making up. I mean, I don't. I even though he didn't directly say anything about mental health, what he said was still horrible. What, yeah. what you, I can't actually remember the exact quote. What he said, it, it was like, it was references to her suicide. Then he was just like, "Oh, I don't believe yeah.
0: her." That was basically it. Like in regard, just to so that.
1: dismissive, so dismissive.
0: No, it is. I completely agree. And what's worse is the fact that, obviously, ITV have this whole Be Kind um, campaign, obviously, when Caroline Mm -hmm. Flack killed herself, like, God rest her soul. Mm -hmm. um, People all saying, yeah, we all need to be kind or whatever. We need to take mental health seriously. And to be fair, ITV have had this kind of mental health campaign going on for ages. Like, they have the whole Get Britain Talking thing and whatnot. And, yeah, Mm -hmm. Be Kind. But to now have somebody on primetime TV dismiss someone's serious mental health claim, it goes against literally everything that they've essentially been doing. And to really really and truly and to mm. allow him to continue on that platform would not have made any type of sense. Really and truly. Like it would not have made no sense. And even what you were saying in regards to like, the whole racism thing and the whole race baiting and mm. race car things. Like, I'm just sick of people, I'm sick of people that are white telling, um, non-white people what is racist and what isn't obviously because we are both black Mm -hmm. girls we can only speak about kind of racism from a black perspective um Mm -hmm. but like I can't have anybody white tell me what's going to be offensive to me do you know what I'm saying like you can't like you can't you you can't sit here and tell me the n-word ain't racist do you know what I'm saying you can't sit here and tell me Mm -hmm. monkey ain't racist negro ain't racist like you actually Mm -hmm. cannot sit there and tell me that as someone that's white who has never been through racism nor is ever going to nor is really ever going to actually Mm. understand it or understand how it feels to be racially abused Mm. or whatnot and I think in England as well even though we have a lot of racism here um it's more covert because in America because even Mm. on Twitter sorry I see people saying oh the racism over here is worse in America then I see some people saying no well the racism over there is worse than here and Mm. I think I see what I see what people's points are when they say the racism here is worse but then the racism over there is worse but at the end of the day yeah mm-hmm. it's actually not the oppression olympics like over there waiting for you to say, that. yeah <laughs> sorry you know it's gonna come out the oppression yeah. olympics yeah, it's actually
1: literally it's such a good term
0: it's actually not the oppression olympics obviously out there now um, it's way more over you've got people being called the N-word openly to their faces, obviously, police brutality, people are getting shot for nothing. Whereas in England, mm-hmm. we don't really we don't we don't actually have that really. We don't really have um people well, I, I shouldn't say we don't, but obviously there is cases of people openly saying the N-word or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But over in America it's more known for that. Whereas over here it's more subtle and it's more um institutional and things like that and a bit more covert. And I feel like because it is more covert and it's not um, out. It's not people outright saying, "Oh, yeah, you're a n-word, you're a this, you're a that, you're a monkey, you're a negro." Because it's not. It's not outright that people say that it's actually not racist, because it's not mm-hmm. that. It's it 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 doesn't. Yeah, it's basically just like not those dogmatic terms being expressed, but it's just more subtle things. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. Mm. And that's because, at, obviously, at school and stuff like that, and in general, we don't really speak about racism and the effects that it has. We all have this whole colour blind notion that, oh, yeah, no one sees colour, mm-hmm. we don't see colour. Um, what do you mean? Yeah, I'm white, whatever. I'm not racist. I don't see colour. Like the, the, the royal family doesn't see colour. No one sees colour. None of these institutions see colour. If this was the case, the Commonwealth would not be like really a thing like that. The majority of the countries in the Commonwealth would not be black we've got we've, there's canada in the commonwealth mm-hmm. yeah that's just for decoration really and truly and that's what <laughs> and that's the argument people are going to use they can't be like, oh, well, well canada's in the commonwealth canada's a white country yeah like yeah like let's be real like look at <laughs> look mm-hmm. at the color of all these commonwealth countries and you're telling me you 100%. don't see color you're telling me all these institutions and all of that are all colorblind really it's 100%. it's not a coincidence I'm, you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying? Sorry, carry on. No, I'm
1: really, really glad. No, oh no, no, you, you're speaking facts. I'm really, really glad you picked up on that because one thing I've noticed, like in the discourse, like just in general, when I when I've seen people just generally talk about Harry and Meghan and the situation that's that's happened, I think particularly on Loose Women and similar kind of daytime shows, is like there's very much this oh American racism is. Of course, Americans are going to talk about race. Americans are obsessed with race. Um, racism is intrinsic to American history. It was, uh, the country was built off the back of slaves. Um, but in the same breath, people would defend Britain and say, no, this, no, but but we're not like that. And, mm. and, and you know what? Uh, and you can't compare because Americans are just obsessed with race. And I think uh, white Britons uh, particularly like to forget the imperial and colonial past. Do you get mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's exactly like you said. Um, there's this kind of like dandy idea that we're a, we're a, a family of a common. Firstly, we need to have a whole episode on the <laughs> Commonwealth, and because I don't want to get into that now, the whole idea yeah. that we're a family of Commonwealth and we've got millions of brown citizens bowing down to an archaic, almost tribal leader, like dressed up in diamonds as a, a white woman on a tiny island, like I don't know. So, and mm-hmm. uh, that's why I found it, I found it very very problematic because people was like. Uh, uh, white britons i don't want to say white british people because there's a lot of people who are allies but you know the people i'm speaking about were yeah. very quick to um differentiate britain and america my question to you is though did you expect the comments from the royal family in terms of um archie's skin color well he was oh, an unborn 100%. baby 100
0: percent. like i don't i don't mm. know why people are saying it was shocking i was not shocked and I wasn't actually surprised. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm actually being really so, honest. Yeah. I was not shocked or surprised. Like we've been telling you lot, yeah, that this whole institution obviously is built on racism, but no one wanting to listen. So yeah. I'm really actually not <laughs> shocked. I'm actually not shocked about it, sorry. But um it's just a question of obviously who said the comments. But then again, like when you were talking about um, daytime TV shows, obviously on Loose Women, Jane Moore was mm-hmm. talking about, oh, it might have just been ca- casual racism, casual this, casual that. Listen, there's no such thing as casual racism. Just like, because if that Period. was the case, yeah, there may be like casual anti-Semitism would then be a thing, and that wouldn't be okay. Do you know oh. what I'm saying? Oh. it's not okay. Like racism oh. is just racism. Anti-Semitism, is- anti-Semitism is just anti-Semitism. It's bad do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I think the the whole fact that oh yeah might have just been casual race casual racism oh he was just uh, the person was just asking the question sorry um might just been curiosity casual racism and curiosity like they're not the same thing I'm so sorry
1: 100% like
0: it's it's just jarring it's just racism there's nothing there's nothing casual about it I guess I guess what she means by casual is like the fact that it's not kind of outright saying, oh, the N word, monkey, Negro, whatever. So like I guess it might be And
1: I I also think she's referring to the age of the person who said it and the time period in which they grew up in. And she kind of justified it. And she said it in almost like an endearing tone, as if we've all got grandparents who are, quote, unquote, casually racist. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Or or maybe just
0: curious. Like, it's it's not a thing. Exactly. It's
1: It's actually not not a a thing. thing. Oh, my gosh. And another thing. what What's the name of the lady? Sorry, Jane. I think it's Jane it's Moore. The same lady. Yeah, Jane Moore, I think. Jane Moore. OK, so I'll just call her Jane for now. But um, another thing is I, I can't remember. The, I, don't, I don't watch Loose Women mm. that, um, that often. But there was um, another black lady and she was kind of explaining her experiences um, as a black woman and how Meghan's portrayed and how black women are not only seen as um angry, aggressive or dominant. And this, um, and Jane must have refuted that. She says, Yeah, but as a woman, even as a woman, like I'm seen as aggressive and dominant. And even though she even though she tried to play it like, you know, I'm almost mm-hmm. oppressed as well. It kind of it's just kind of gone to the like the I mean, it's just a perfect example of what we were talking about last week. Do you know what I mean? Especially black women. Um, having to justify their experiences of discrimination Mm -hmm. to white women and explaining that race and gender and uh, these forms of discrimination are intersectional. And it was just almost like talking to a brick wall. I think what Harry and Meghan did for me was expose how far back and how how we Mm -hmm. haven't come forward at all. Because when I first saw Meghan being accepted, even though I'm not necessarily in agreement with the royal family and what they stand for, Mm -hmm. it was really refreshing to see a person of colour to marry into would harry be a senior royal i guess once like Uh, yeah he he would have been considered a senior royal right so it was kind of refreshing to see um uh, megan and um you know i wasn't surprised she's a mixed-race woman she's like she's Mm -hmm. on the lighter side as well so um i I understood if there was some you know i didn't think yeah you know where i'm going (laughs) with this basically um so, I, I was I was kind of, like, taken aback, like, this is really good. Like, I'm seeing the memes, just yeah. pure vibes. And now seeing all of this, it's just kind of exposed Britain for what it is. Like, I always say to myself, like, you know, I was born here, raised here. You know, English is basically my first language. Um, but I, it just confirmed that this, is, this yeah. language is not for me. Do you get what I mean? No, and it, it's really it sad. It's reminded me I'm always going to be an 100%. No matter yeah. how well I speak, no matter how even if I brush up my royal etiquette, like Madame Megan, let me say let me say um Duchess Megan because <laughs> she will be a Duchess in my eyes. But um it's <laughs> it's just, it's just mm-hmm. a constant reminder. And you know what it is? It's just um yeah, like you said, for me and you it's not anything like we we expected the racism comments i don't know why everyone was yeah yeah
0: same and i think also like what you were saying about how it was quite refreshing to see somebody of color obviously being integrated like into the royal family because obviously i feel like things like this i don't think you would really i didn't really think i was gonna see something like this ever in my lifetime even like with the whole um Mm -hmm. like in america like barack obama being president like i feel like that like that that shouldn't even mm. have been seen, I feel like, in our life lifetimes ever. Like, honestly, like just things like that.
1: I mm. guess I don't want to
0: say we're lucky to see, but I guess it's quite refreshing to see that. Okay, cool. Like, black people or like Mitch, or I don't want to say because they're, they're not fully black, but do you know what I mean? Like, people of color are like kind of on the come up. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think also, I was watching um mm. Chucky online because um, he'd, a, a, he'd done an episode about. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole interview and whatnot I think it was and I think it was Dan that made a comment and it was just like I think this was like the time where this was kind of like the easiest way or like the time where do you know what, the royal family could have been like okay cool yeah we're, we're accepting of everybody like this was their one time to say oh yeah we're not racist mm-hmm. or not that they'd ever been accused of being racist anyway, mm. but oh, uh, like we're not racist. We're quite open. Look, look at our look at Prince Harry dating a a, a biracial woman, a woman that is half black. Like this is actually the time to kind of you know be a bit more inclusive, whatever. And um, it's actually true because going back to what you said about how she's on the fairer side, I wouldn't necessarily quite say that she's white passing, but I feel like because. I don't know I feel like to the untrained eye she might look white but I think to me and you like she just looks like a mixed race girl like do you know what I mean so yeah I, I think I think he said it quite yeah. well yeah so like she is quite white passing as well because I'm not gonna lie to you I feel like if she looked like what a typical mixed race person quote would look like where they'd have a bit darker skin hair would be curlier or whatever mm-hmm. I was not saying that her hair isn't curly but she clearly straightens it
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I feel like her treatment would have been yeah. way worse than what it is I, now I,
1: by the way just, just not, just on the lighter note. I really, I really think about her hair care routine. I hope she's doing protein treatments and she's got can'to. moisture. her, shame her hair's always like, like stra- she's okay. her hair's always
0: like bone straight, and it does actually look really nice. Oh, but I feel yeah. like does she straighten it because she has to, or is it because she actually wants to? I feel like she just yeah. has to actually do it. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Sorry, because that was a quick side mm. note. Because I've seen her younger; she's got beautiful, lo- like really long curly mm-hmm. hair. I was thinking, hmm. and I was always straightened. Sorry, go back to what you were saying. But yeah, <laughs> like I was just
0: saying, I feel like if maybe her hair was uh, just like curlier or kinkier or coily, or her skin was a little bit darker, her treatment definitely would have been like way worse. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if she was maybe a little bit darker, then people would be like, "Oh yeah, this is definitely this this is definitely racism." Because look her, she actually looks big mm. race. Whereas I feel like because people see her as kind of not white, but she looks, but she's kind of white passing, it's like oh, but look how fair she is. It can't be, can't be racism. She doesn't even look, doesn't even look black, she doesn't even look mixed race or whatever. And even like the other day, there was mm. um, an interview. It might have been a radio interview with some guy, and I um, can't remember what they were even talking about. But I just saw a clip on Twitter, and then um,
1: and he was just like, "Yes, I know what you are you're talking about." about. And he was. She's not basically saying she's not. Um, um, you know, she's an attractive woman. She's not a black woman. Something, yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, I think it might have been on LBC Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He was just like, "Oh, when I look at her, I don't see a woman that's black or something like that. I just see an attractive woman." I was just thinking, oh, mm. is
1: that how people are really thinking?" Exactly. Honestly. Honestly. Yeah. No. It's a okay. thing. You know. Yeah. Go on, sorry, Karen. Literally. Yeah sorry it's just because we've got so much to talk mm-hmm. about do you know mm-hmm. what I mean um, but I think you touched on something earlier about um, the fact that this could have been an amazing opportunity do you know what I mean especially I, I think this could have been a great opportunity to reflect modern Britain yeah even just accepting one member like we were just like I genuinely like we were just so happy like I just remember you know what I mean I oh, might be the royal family's not that yeah. bad do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean and I think the monarchy in general I think the 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 Windsor monarchy—I don't even yeah, know the, the name—the British yeah, monarchy. The house of Windsor. Um, I think, yeah, the House of Windsor is, um, I think the one of the last remaining, like, fully functioning kind of um, monarchies in Europe. I think, mm. like, properly, like, ingrained in ingrained in society. And it's it's clear it's clear that there's a super fragile and delicate relationship, right? And there's a need to evolve and um, keep up with the times. And I think that's just. They just missed a trick. I think they really missed a trick. And you know, this isn't the first time. Yeah, this isn't the first time racial allegations have been said. I'm pretty sure Prince Philip um, has been known to say uh, racial allegations. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know, um, the first black marquess. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So it was recently this year or 2020. But uh, we recently got, she's also mixed mm-hmm. race. First black marquess And um, her... Um, mother-in-law, so I guess she's the part of the royal lineage, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, just made consistent racist remarks to her mixed-race children. Like, really bad. So to the extent she's banned from seeing the children. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is not, like, the first time this kind of stuff has mm-hmm. happened. I think it was very under wraps. So though. I didn't really see it in the press. Yeah, you but, wouldn't. <laughs> um, I definitely, definitely picked up on it. Yeah, you wouldn't see this type of stuff, you know. And at the end of the day, the royal family they have a relationship with the tabloids Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean exactly like what megan said they could have um when they were talking about the situation with um kate and how she made her Mm -hmm. cry like they for other family members they're happy to clear up stuff but not for for megan Mm -hmm. i don't know
0: yeah and it's just like i know people are saying oh yeah there's no racism it's not racist like what's the difference like kate um kate um went through it as well but obviously flipping kate didn't go through racism like really and truly if we just look at megan and kate here yeah, and how they've mm. been treated like the difference is yeah one of them is half black and people are gonna be like oh but megan's being treated because mm-hmm. it's just Me- megan's being treated differently because it's just because of coincidence but the, co- but the coincidence is because she is half black it's that that's why people cannot stand 100%. her and 100%. that's what's just really sad because it's yeah. just like not to say that maybe she could get away of not really suffering from any racial abuse because she's white passing, but even her mm-hmm. as 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 a mixed race lady that is very very fair skinned has the whole straight hair, like she can't even escape it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, 100%, it's it's horrendous. One hundred percent. That is is horrendous, and it's just the fact Honestly. that the whole with this whole tabloid situation, um, and them just constantly just printing horrible stories about her. There's people saying, "Ah, oh, um." There's a woman called I think her name's like Cam- Camilla Tomilly I think and she's always on like this morning as like the royal editor or royal correspondent or she just does
1: something to do with the royals. Yeah, uh, is I think it might be for the Telegraph or something. She had, she's yeah. always there. She's like the number one. Yeah, press, and it's press just bait. like I don't know. That's the right. That's the right term. But yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's just like. She was just saying that it's not a case of people are necessarily. It's not a case of like the press are writing negative stuff towards Megan. Well, I guess it is, because she was just like, she doesn't... Megan, she said that Megan mm-hmm. doesn't like the fact that the press constantly writing negative stuff about her, like this, this, that, and then. So I'm talking mm-hmm. about how it's not really that deep and that Megan just wants good things to be written about her 24-7. And that's it. But it's just that like, I feel like there's actually a line, because obviously no one can really escape scrutiny. Do you know what I'm saying? So... I feel oh, like, so. yeah, obviously Megan is going to be criticised sometimes. Do you know what I mean? But the fact that this criticism is like almost 24-7 and then we have Camilla Tomelis mm-hmm. talking about, oh yeah, Megan just doesn't want bad press to be printed about her. But when it's is 24-7, it's just like, yeah. how can you be okay with that really and truly? Like for all the good that Megan's done in the world 100%. beforehand or whatever, or maybe what, what good she's doing now currently, like that's always ignored and it's always, oh, Megan's just an opportunist. Uh, Megan stole Harry from us, Megan done this and that, Megan, 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 it, all of this rubbish. Like, it's always just mm. that, it <laughs> Megan, it's always just really negative. And I think that it's, I think it's just so stupid to assume that someone's not going to be vexed about that, because really and truly, if I know that I'm doing good in the world, I'm doing some positive stuff, but the tabloids ain't reporting that,
1: but they're reporting me, because
0: mm-hmm. I wanted to have an avocado, and now they're saying that it's fueling flipping terrorism in wherever.
1: Yeah. Like crazy like a humanitarian crisis or something it's like that. Rubbish. Yeah. It's, yeah it's just rubbish like, i can't stand it i really really can't this whole tabloid
0: thing the press are just awful and they're all owned by rich billionaires and um yeah they're, they're just best <laughs> mates with the royals and
1: be careful Madame. we're trying to get a oh, job yeah.
0: be careful be careful <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let, me, let me stop chatting
1: <laughs> oh my gosh no but i hear you i think with with megan right i think the problem is is The fact that she's a mixed-race woman and the fact that there's multiple factors, Mm -hmm. right? Because for me, race is the defining factor in terms of how she's been treated by the press. But I'm not trying to say devil's advocate, but just to give like a more broad spectrum, she's a divorcee, Mm -hmm. she's older than Harry, and uh, she's American. Yep. So those are like, I guess, the three other factors. Um, And she's also marrying into a very archaic, hierarchical, very British institution. Mm -hmm. So... Apart, even forget race, yeah, for a moment, she's going to receive scrutiny. Yeah, I think what the key difference is is when we compare Megan and Kate articles, is the colonial overtones because mm-hmm. I'm not saying undertones, it's overtones. <laughs> this, when I saw straight out of Compton, I couldn't believe it's my not eyes. even funny, <laughs> it's
0: actually not funny. Straight <laughs> Outta,
1: is they're acting like Ice Cube is this babe's uncle, honestly. That's what honestly. they're doing for real, honestly. And I, I think it's, uh, I'm pretty sure I think um, um, women in parliament, I think they had like a petition. Uh, I think like, I, I again, excuse my ignorance in it, but um, they had like a petition to, pointing to uh, point into these colonial overtones. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why race is like the primary factor. Like um, the fact that, you know, oh, I'm not gonna lie. When I found out that her father was estranged it was a little bit um, comforting to know it wasn't the black side. Yeah. <laughs> when her father was causing all this foolishness, I said to myself, "Please don't let it be the black side. Yeah, Please don't let it be the black same. side." Because <laughs> I just couldn't deal with the fact that, like, all that scrutiny. Honestly.
0: Yeah, no, I completely, I completely agree. <laughs> Sounds so bad, man, to say, but I just
1: said, okay, cool. The blacks ain't letting us stand, (laughs) yeah, literally. I was like, please don't let it it be us, don't let it be us, and I was like, okay, cool. And um, yeah, just before we even touch on the other Mm -hmm. stuff, when you know, the Piers Morgan and Dr. Shola, I don't know if I've really mentioned this, but I just if I have, um, apologies, I'll just repeat it again. But when Dr. Shola held Piers Morgan to account, you know, I was really clapping, honestly, when she said, You are disgusting. And she was like, "Are you out of your god-forsaken mind?" Mm-hmm. I said, "Piers Morgan, he, I think he preys on the, his interviewees, right? He preys on them, he on their innate politeness, not to say anything back, and he bullies them into an answer. And then when he, they're actually saying a really good point, he just repeats really like outlandish stuff to make it look like they're chatting. Mm-hmm. Wolf. That's I've just analysed Piers Morgan, and that's the vibe he's giving yeah. me. But Doctor Shola, and excuse my language." she called him out on his bullshit mm-hmm. and she he couldn't get around anything and that's and it was very refreshing again i'm using this word um to see a black woman who's obviously you could tell super articulate super highly educated mm-hmm. on top Got all of the that, accolades all um, of them shut him down mm-hmm. the accolades are there do you know what i mean and it was so refreshing like even my mom was saying like after that this is the people you need to look mm-hmm. up to. Look yeah, I them. thought that as well. I, I mean, thought this is so this is herself. so
0: inspiring, like, to actually see a very, very strong black woman putting this guy in his place. That like, I thought, wow. Like, it's someone that I kind of... Not to say that, obviously, I want to be Dr. Shola, but, like, I kind of... I thought, of wow, course. I want to be that articulate. I, like, I, I actually want to be yes. that articulate. I want to yes. be that eloquent with it. Like, I want to be yes. able to use, that like, big vocabulary as well. <laughs> Do you know
1: what I mean? When I'm having yeah. an argument with someone. Because <laughs> I mean, she was just her cadence everything that she says it's just so well put she can just she's just perfect like yeah in terms of how she speaks Mm -hmm. I I love Mm -hmm. it and it was refreshing to see like um another thing is like it was really nice to see um them asking actual black people what they think and I have noticed it's mainly black women and um usually I've noticed in the past they'll use like other people of color to show both sides they're in they're like um for it and against it but this time it was actually a panel of black women or black men actually saying their opinions not just other people of color or other like um other people in the mix like this time was actually given we at least we had a space yeah i'm not i'm not thanking itv but at least it's you know i mean yeah because i feel like in the past yeah, yeah when it's
0: come to racism they'll be asking people like I don't even want to say the word because it's a racial slur but put it this way they'll be asking I know I know what you're gonna
1: say I didn't want to say it that's why I've been trying to I'm I'm not trying trying to to say the
0: word but I'll just say
1: I'll just say an animal (laughs) they'll
0: be asking raccoons um (laughs) they'll actually be asking these raccoons oh yeah what's racism like like do you think this is racist like they'll actually um pay people to come on this show that they know won't really admit that racism is a thing just to kind of like um, mm. put that put that point across and kind of push that agenda. Well, look, we're talking about racism. We've now got someone black on here saying, uh, yeah. "Actually, this isn't racist." So, that, so therefore, it means that it's exactly. not racist. But when they just ask, like really and truly, really, all they're doing yeah. is asking a minority of um, uneducated and just a minority within a minority, yeah, literally a minority within a minority. They're asking a minority within a minority of uneducated, shameful black people if we're going to be honest, embarrassing. Mm. Like, they're actually embarrassing mm. us. Like, they're asking them their opinions on racism, knowing that, fully, like, fully well knowing that these people are going to deny racism or whatnot. Do you know what I mean? Just to push the agenda forward. 100%. But, yeah, it was actually refreshing to see someone like Dr. Shola and obviously, like, Trisha Goddard was on there as well, talking to Piers saying, oh, you don't get to say yes. what's racist and what isn't. And she's 100% right. I we yeah. need to be having more, um, more black people like that I say more black people like that. The majority yes. of black people, we think like this anyway. The majority of us think like Dr. Shola. I think and and we'll say things like how Trisha Goodard yeah. says things or whatever. Like we actually just agree with them in general. But then we have ITV exactly. and all these other stations hiring raccoons to come on, to come on a show and just talk rubbish it's to be to be out here tap dancing for the oppressors, literally, and that's the problem.
1: Literally, oh my gosh, literally one hundred percent. And that that's why I was like, I was very happy Dr. Shola had the platform. Again, though, one thing I didn't like about Piers Morgan was like, you know, I've given you my platform. I'm pretty sure he said something along those mm. lines. Um, I'm not quoting verbatim. And when he said that, it was like, I'm throwing you a bone here. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You should Four. be grateful for me. You're even on this show. That I just, it was such a triggering, triggering, triggering. I think it it was like 15 minutes. I watched. Um, I, I just kept watching it again and again. It was just so triggering. Like I just, <sighs> I'm exasperated. Yeah. I don't have words anymore. Yeah, no. Nah. That whole
0: thing, honestly, was. And even like, if we just talk about the interview itself and whatnot, because obviously we all mm-hmm. watch the interview now. Um, yeah. And kind of. Censored? Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I was about to go on to that. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically the interview was literally censored. Because obviously, once it was broadcasted on CBS the night before, and then the next day it was on ITV or whatever, but they cut they cut um, parts out of it. Mm so like usually when in in the tabloids they always say oh megan megan wants privacy but she's doing netflix deals megan wants privacy but she's posting that she's pregnant <laughs> like it'll be things like mm-hmm. that privacy 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 for someone who wants a private life she sure does post on instagram a lot it's just things like that and then where megan explained yeah because in the in the mm-hmm. clip that people didn't see that was um that wasn't it megan explained this whole privacy thing because she was just like she's fully entitled to privacy as she is and the way she um yeah. her analogy yeah it was basically imagine you have a picture of your child um, on your work desk and obviously someone at work comes up to you and says oh Mm -hmm. what a beautiful child you have whatever I now feel like I'm entitled to see every picture of your child on your phone and then obviously when when she or when someone would say no to that the person would then be like well if you're showing the if you if you have a picture on your desk that must mean that you want everyone to see a photo of your child when it's clearly not the case Mm. do you know what I mean so mm-hmm. I feel like her analogy was really good and I feel like they deliberately did cut that out. Not gonna lie to you. Because I feel I think if people actually heard that analogy like broadcasted, they would actually understand the whole thing, the whole privacy thing. And it's just like people are entitled to privacy at the end of the day. Like, so what? If she wants mm-hmm. to do a ne- a Netflix deal, that's on her own accord. And Harry's as well. So like obviously they're gonna pick and choose mm-hmm. what they want people to see, which is still a form of privacy. I don't know why people are
1: so stupid. It just annoys me. But yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And literally, if they had no, no, you're you're speaking facts, literally. Um, and it, I mean, it, it's it's to ITV's detriment, right? If they broadcast that, because exactly what you said is privacy, and it's basically the the balancing act is the right to privacy and the right to freedom of mm-hmm. speech. And um, if they're going to broadcast that, then they know the British public's going to sympathise with her, and it's not to their benefit. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They they make their money on on the basis of intruding um, on the, the high profile people. That intruding into their lives, really. And, um, yeah, I mean, I I wasn't surprised. I I knew it was going to be censored. Um, I didn't know which bit. I'm, like, I'm glad you um, definitely mentioned that. Um, But, again, just uh, this, I think the whole ordeal, again, I'm just not surprised. I'm just, like, I don't know.
0: Oh, yeah, like, 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 neither. It's such a shame, because I felt like this all started off well, that, like, oh, Prince Harry has married a mixed-race woman, like, everyone was loving yeah. her off. She was an actress, she was in suits, everyone loves suits. Yeah. And it's now turned into, like, this, this debacle, like, really and truly. And even after that interview aired, like, the next day, because if I look at some of the headlines or whatever, don't get me wrong, this isn't, like, this isn't quote for quote or whatever, but the Daily um, Mirror, <laughs> was talking about how this is the worst royal crisis in 85 years. And then I think it was the Daily Telegraph, not too sure. But um said so the palace is in oh, turmoil wow. over Meghan's um, racism claims or whatever. And and I just thought, how can you say this is actually, how can the Daily Mirror say this is literally the worst crisis in 85 years when there's allegations of Prince Andrew um, having sex with minors on a private island? like he still hasn't cooperated with the, F- he hasn't cooperated with the fbi yet there's even a, even the girl that um mm-hmm. i think accused him and exposed him there's a picture of him and her together so i don't it understand makes sense. yeah i don't understand yeah. why I think she was
1: 17 at the time don't quote mm-hmm. me but she was definitely underage do you know what i'm saying and it's
0: just like you're missing like you're not you're not missing but as in like you're you're avoiding shining the spotlight on a I'll say, quote, alleged and potential paedophile. But for now mm-hmm. this the the for now this all mixed race princess or or duchess or whatever, now you don't wanna just berate her and go off on her for no reason. And just like nitpick mm-hmm. everything that she does. But now we're mm-hmm. all here protecting well, I say we, not we, the in, the institution or quote, the firm is all out here protecting Prince Andrew. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's all just—it's just a shame. It's—it it really is all just a shame, and I feel like this was so completely avoidable, so completely avoidable. But mm-hmm. I just think, I think yeah, the institution is actually the problem because even, because even what Harry was saying in the interview, saying that like, um his, his father and his brother and um, Prince Charles and um, William, like they're they're still trapped or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this makes you think, obviously. Not to say we're are taught that the queen runs things or whatever, but you know you would think mm. that obviously the queen and uh, and the other royals have like personal autonomy, and, like they can do whatever they kind of feel like doing. Because at the end of the day, they're royals. But when you actually deeper, mm. like the An institution extent. is that the institution is way bigger than that family it's like it's a whole bunch of people giving advice it's the hr team it's it's the pr team Mm -hmm. it's a whole bunch of people that make up this institution or the the firm or whatever that are making decisions Mm -hmm. on behalf of these people and advising them on what is best to do and what isn't best to do and i feel like on this occasion they just flopped honestly it's so embarrassing like the mm. queen yeah considering this is the queen as in we have the highest reigning monarch the queen is the only person here yeah, that can travel without a passport yeah this is the big big queen <laughs> and she can't tell mm. she can't um be telling people what to do like do you know how scary that is that like, the queen actually like, doesn't really have that much autonomy i'm not saying that she's obviously like being she held captive doesn't. or whatever but to, but it's just like she has to actually take advice from these people that are feeding stuff into her ear do you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of scary that the queen doesn't really run things like that or can't really make her own yeah.
1: Decisions. I mean, the queen, the queen hardly runs anything. I mean, she's um, she. I mean, do you watch The Crown?
0: Yes, yeah, I, I, I started watching The Crown. halfway through season one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd recommend watching all of it, or if you get bored, I will just go straight to season four as well. Oh yeah, no, um, I've watched I watched season four first. I wasn't supposed to, but yeah, sorry. Oh okay, okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. So don't worry. Obviously, it doesn't because obviously we know the storylines. Like, it's yeah. not fiction. Well, it is yeah. fiction, but so it's fine. Wherever, yeah. wherever, um order you watch it, but um, yeah, I mean, like just even British history. Um, again, that's how the monarchy was able to even evolve. Mm-hmm. Key to evolve, and I guess the um, parliament and, and the sovereign have always had like uh, a tenuous relationship, and increasingly, um, power has been given to the people and less to the monarch. And one thing I've kind of learned from the crown, and I think even Prince Harry in his like James Corden interview mm-hmm. um, kind of touched on it, was the fact that it's duty before anything self. else. Duty before mean? self, yeah, yeah. Duty before self. That's the one, that's the one. <laughs> and um Not only, obviously, I've known formally, of course, the Queen doesn't have any power. Um, And in her personal life, of course, I didn't think she would have that much power. But I didn't think people who are outside the senior royals or those people who were the like the direct lineage, as in um, William and his children, because mm-hmm. it's it's unlikely um, Harry's going to be king, or yeah, very um, unlikely. The people surrounding them are going to be king, yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. So I I I thought at least they would have some flexibility because you know the whole idea of like you've got the heir and the spare, and then kind of like anyone around after that is yeah. like not really that important. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like I was a bit. Um, I was definitely, definitely, surprised, but the whole idea of the firm. Yeah, I feel like we shouldn't also we should also consider the aristocracy because there's loads of like barons, um, dukes, viscounts, like, like all yeah. these people. one had viscounts as well? They they all benefit from um from from the institution. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, they all benefit from it. So yeah, I think the institution's a lot a lot bigger than we think. I mean, I think we're just going through like um, we'll see the late. Diana, Princess of Wales, that you know how there was like a whole moral uproar. I think we're kind of seeing something similar. And in the same Mm -hmm. way, um, Princess Diana was my mum's best friend because Mm -hmm. I did not know until I jumped on Twitter that everyone's mum knew Princess Diana. I didn't know. um, I never understood it. And now I think what Princess Diana was to my mum, Megan's going to be that to me. I'm going to be so protective over her. I really think so. Yeah, no. It's true. Like, you literally hit the
0: nail on the head. That's actually just the case. Like with um, yeah, what you were saying about um, Megan Markle being to us like what Diana was to our parents or our mums or whatever. It is actually so true. Like I'm now kind of starting to understand it. Like, I think it's because we've seen almost like the rise and the fall of the situation. Like we've just seen how great it started off, and then how then how the tabloids and people have just like ripped her character to shreds. And yeah, and you know, like even. With Harry saying that he didn't want the same thing to happen to his family, whatever. Obviously, his new family with Meghan. So it's just mm. like, okay, cool. Like Harry's like he's actually thought about it and thought, okay, I've seen what these people have done to my mother, and I don't want the same thing to happen to my wife. And even in the interview, when he was talking and whatnot, saying that obviously Prince Charles wasn't taking his cause and whatnot. I think I, I can't. I think Harry's really hurt because Prince Charles, yeah he has kind of gone through, well, I say kind of, he has, he's gone through this with Diana. Do you know what I mean? That like Diana was the people's princess and then obviously the tabloids got really involved and started just um, hounding her, or whatever. So I feel like yeah. Harry felt that Prince Charles, his dad, sorry, should have um, understood how and should have understood his reasons for leaving i should have understood that you know what the press are actually chatting a bit of smack mm. so and it's not true so we actually need to like this is why me and my wife now need to distance mm. ourselves but i just don't think prince charles understood that and i think that's just really shocking like really shocking but then again i mm. kind of i kind of expect it was like i almost expected him not to even understand because obviously he was having an affair with camilla and whatnot was all talking about yeah he wants to be all inside all the time like a tampax but anywho um <laughs> oh <laughs> child not the period tampon <laughs> but yeah so yeah that was kind of interesting it was interesting but sad it's just like oh charles could have actually like i feel like charles could have i don't know had some type of role in this situation and maybe could have helped out a little bit instead of just like letting his son and obviously daughter-in-law like fend for themselves and like let let them get fed to the wolves essentially
1: so i mean he did less than that he did not even return his son's calls i think i saw a tweet yeah and it said um if um that family didn't have um if they weren't royals um harry and william would have had a social worker <laughs> <laughs> and, and that tweet oh my days honestly because I think I, I don't know if you know um, John Oliver, the late the late night um, show host. Nah, not gonna lie, no. He's not really that famous, but he's in America. But he kind of described the family um, like I found it quite fitting. He said they're emotionally stunted group of fundamentally flawed people doing a very silly pseudo job. And then he he added, um, "That's what she's marrying into." So I hope she likes it. It's going to be very weird for her. I would not marry into the royal family. I'm a commoner. I would not be welcome, especially after what i just said. I'm pretty sure he said this in 2018, and he was like, "I wouldn't blame her if she pulled out um, at the last minute." Yeah, hundred percent. Mud. I can't wait till season eight. <laughs> season eight of the crown's going to be <laughs> <Honestly. a> Madeline. <laughs> like, the whole, I think the whole family dynamic. Yeah,
0: I don't know. It's almost just like. I don't get me wrong, I see them as people, but they just look... I don't know, it's almost like they're kind of robotic. Like, I can't imagine them actually having feelings. So I Like, I can't imagine what hobbies that they have or what they enjoy doing in mm. their spare time. Like, I, they all just look... I don't want to say they look unhappy, but they just look a bit vacant and a little bit empty. And that's just my opinion. Like, I just think they just look a bit... I don't yeah. know. Just a bit strange. It's just mm. like, okay, yeah, like, we have this royal family. We have that high training monarch. ha ha he he. Like, we love the novelty of, like, having a royal family. But it is just a case of like, is the monarchy yeah. now outdated? Because I kind of think, I kinda, I just think it is, not going to lie. I don't think really and truly that the taxpayers' money should be going towards this family. That' too tough, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think we should be spending yeah. this much money on this family because really and truly, like, they don't even run things. Like really and truly, they actually don't run things. So it's just like, why is so much money going yeah. into like, the upkeep yeah. of this family, the upkeep of their castles, of their palaces? And what not Because yeah. I know
1: people say economically They make the defence that um, taxpayers um, Like it basically works out Like it, like it doesn't actually Cost us like 59p per household Or something per year So I get like the economic argument But for me um, Especially in a place like Britain yeah, um, The fact that we hold such people To such high esteem Just like Philosophically, fundamentally I just disagree with it I think we are all made equal, yeah. Let alone for that. Did people even when Jesus Christ came, yeah, he said the first will be last and the last will be first, yeah? He came to serve and not be served. So mm-hmm. let alone for Jesus Christ, do you think I'm bowing down to you, Madame Liz? Make it make sense. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I just think it's very archaic. And I don't know, maybe it's because I, I my like philosophy is all about equality and and um you know no no one human's life is not more than another so it just it just doesn't make sense it's you know what you know what it is i think the queen said it in the crown yeah and um, they were talking i think um one of well, someone made a comment about i think it was margaret thatcher about um the tribal leaders and how like the commonwealth is uncivilized and she said well am i not just a tribal uh, um a tribal leader dressed up in tribal costumes and i was thinking yeah babe you are do you know what I mean? It may be shiny, shiny and diamond, diamond, and you might have this beautiful architecture, yeah. But um Buckingham Palace should be the house of Mill It should be a big task.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I saw that too.
1: <laughs>
0: like I thought that like they could yeah, I thought like they definitely could be better used for like some of the um royal properties and things like that, just in general. But it's just a bit of a sticky one because I feel like England just revolves around the monarchy and around and around like this and around our royal family and things like that. Yeah. And obviously it's a really, really old lineage and stuff. And it is really ingrained into society and things like that. So I feel like maybe getting rid of it wouldn't be, I don't know. I don't think it'd actually ever happen. I can't like This will not be happening in our lifetime, so we can't get excited. But yeah, I, I just think going forward, I'm not too sure if the monarchy will have much relevance and will have much use because I feel like this situation, yeah, with Meghan and Harry, this is the beginning of the end. Trust me this is actually the beginning of the end like it's just gonna keep getting worse and yeah but like they're gonna keep getting exposed for what they kind of are for what the institution is yeah. and we're gonna see that actually the institution is racist but don't oh, worry because period. they're not out outright calling people n-words because they're not calling us monkeys do you know what i mean because they're not calling mm. us negroes it's not racist Mostly. do you know what i mean because they're not oppressive because they're because they're not outwardly um vocalizing um oppressive tactics against uh, black people and obviously other minorities like Asians and stuff obviously they're not racist Mm. the institutions are isn't racist obviously but yeah that's just my opinion but anywho thank you for listening to today's podcast make sure to follow and share the podcast as well you know tell a friend to tell a friend if you have any suggestions feel free to drop us a dm and remember to stay blessed